You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 133, Three Things I Love Being Wrong About. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. I am such a dork, you guys. I finally got around to decorating for fall today and I'm stoked about it, but I realized I'm a little late to the party. I was at the store looking for a few decorations for Halloween and for fall. And I ran into one of my friends and she was buying Christmas decorations. And I was like, I think I'm going to decorate for fall today. And she has this basket full of little Christmas tree things. But you know what? That's okay. Sometimes I'm a little late to the party. Sometimes I don't decorate until I really feel that internal pull to do it. And today was that day even though the day I'm recording this is just a few days before Halloween, but that's all right. I am loving it. I've got my mantle all decorated and I made butternut squash soup for dinner tonight. So I'm just really embracing the fall vibes, but I'm excited to talk to you guys today. I actually, as I was recording the podcast, the reason I said I'm a dork is because I wanted to be with all the cozy fall decorations when I was recording it. So I pulled my desk over and I got my podcast stuff all set up so I can stand like right in front of my mantle and just look at it and enjoy it while we have this conversation. So today we're going to be talking about what I think are the most aggravating words in the English language. I told you so. Being wrong. Right? Like when people say, I told you so, it kind of gets under my skin. It's like that smugness, but it means you were wrong about something or I was wrong about something. And I don't like to be wrong most of the time. Today, I'm actually going to talk to you about three reasons I love to be wrong, three things I love to be wrong about. So if you're like me, if you like to be right all the time, then today I want to help you see that sometimes it's actually way more fun to be wrong. Growing up, I remember my mom had this magnet on the fridge that said, rule number one, mom is always right. Rule number two, if mom is wrong, see rule number one. And that's how I've always kind of lived my life. (laughs) Not about my mom, but about me, where I'm like, I'm usually right about things. I mean, I don't feel like I've ever been super close-minded or arrogant about it, but I like to think that I'm right. It feels good to be right. And I was thinking about that today. I was like, why does it feel so good to be right? Or why does it feel so bad to be wrong? And I think part of it is what we make it mean about ourselves. So I told you, I don't like the words, I told you so. When somebody says that, it kind of gets under my skin. And I think it's because then I make it mean something about me. If they were right and I was wrong, then maybe it means I'm not as good in some way. I'm not as smart or as knowledgeable or whatever, right? I don't have as good of a memory as somebody else. And so I make it mean something bad about myself. Do you guys ever do that? Maybe at work, you are so certain you're right about a policy and someone else 
is so certain they are right about it. And so you're kind of debating a little bit and then you finally go look up the policy and turns out you're wrong. Does it feel kind of bad sometimes? Like maybe you think, oh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. This person must be a better nurse than me. They must know more than me, right? So I think that's why it feels so bad to be wrong sometimes is we make it mean this extra stuff about ourselves, which we really don't have to make it mean any of that, right? We could just make it mean I forgot the policy and they remembered it. Cool. Right? Like it doesn't have to mean anything else, but a lot of times we add extra meaning to it. The second reason I think I don't like to be wrong is because it can cause a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, If I'm wrong about this, even if it's just something small, like if I remember it this way and my husband remembers it this way and he was right about it, then what else am I wrong about? If I'm wrong about these little things, maybe I'm wrong about bigger things in my life. So I think it's a little bit unsettling when we realize we're wrong about something because then it calls into question all these other things that we're so certain about. We're like, I'm so certain I'm right about all these things, but I was also so certain I was right about that other thing. Turns out I was wrong about that. So what else am I wrong about? So I think a lot of times it's uncomfortable for us to be wrong. But today, like I said, I want to tell you three things I love to be wrong about. And I think there's actually a lot of peace and growth and power to move yourself forward when you realize you're wrong about these things or when you at least open yourself up to being wrong about them. All right, so let's dive in. Let's talk about these three things I love to be wrong about. So number one, I love to be wrong about my limiting beliefs about myself. We've all got limiting beliefs about ourselves, right? We tell ourselves that we can't do something. We tell ourselves we're not good at something. So that's how it was for me before I went into nursing. I had never considered becoming a nurse because I used to tell myself that I wasn't science-minded. And that started back in elementary school. I remember in second or third grade having little science lessons, little science like units, and we'd talk about the weather or simple machines and those types of things. And I remember not knowing the answers to a lot of the questions the teacher would ask the class. And some of the other kids knew the answers. They knew what type of cloud that was or whatever we were talking about. And so that's when I started to believe this story. I must not be very good at science because when we do the science class, I don't know the answers and other kids do. It seems to come easier to them. And then as I got older, I continued to believe that story when I got into my chemistry class and I was struggling to understand atoms and molecules and reactions to like different chemical reactions and all that stuff. I was like, okay, I really must not be science-minded. So that was a story I started to develop and it created this limiting belief for me. And I thought I could never be a nurse because I'm not science-minded. I wouldn't be able to do those classes. But what changed for me is I decided to stop believing that. I decided that maybe I was science-minded, that maybe if I watched some YouTube videos explaining things in a different way, then I could learn those things. And it wasn't really a conscious decision I made, like, I'm just going to start believing I'm science-minded. But I started 
putting myself out there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to become a nurse. I want to become a nurse. It feels right to me. So even though I have this belief about myself, I'm going to do it anyway. And as I decided I was going to do it anyway, I started finding more evidence that maybe I actually am science-minded. So like I said, I started watching YouTube videos. I would watch Khan Academy. If you guys have seen those, those got me through nursing school. Because when I read it in a book, it was hard for me to understand what was happening with all the sciencey stuff. But when I watched those videos, it was more visual and it was explained in a different way. And I understood it so much better. So that's when I started to change that story. And I realized maybe I'm wrong about this. So you guys might have a lot of limiting beliefs about yourself that you could be wrong about too. And maybe like me, you've been collecting evidence for these stories about yourself for a long time. Maybe since you were young like me in elementary school, maybe you didn't do well in a class or somebody told you, they made an observation about you like, you're kind of lazy or you always procrastinate or whatever. They made these observations about you and you thought they're right. And so then you kept proving that true to yourself because we don't like to be wrong. But wouldn't it be awesome to be wrong about those things? Those limiting beliefs you have about yourself, the things you think you could never do, that you're not good enough for, those things that you think, that's just how I am. What if you were wrong about all of that? You could be. You could be. And after we talk about these other things that I love to be wrong about, I'm going to walk you through the steps to discovering that you're wrong and proving yourself wrong about these things. Okay, so number two, the second thing I love to be wrong about are my judgments of other people. Have you ever had a first impression of someone and it wasn't a very good one? Maybe you didn't like that person right off the bat, but then as you got to know them, you realized you were wrong, that they were actually super nice. They weren't stuck up. They weren't rude or whatever your impression was, but they were actually a really cool person. Isn't it so awesome to realize that, to be like, oh my gosh, I was wrong about all of that. It feels so much better, doesn't it? So my best friend, we did not like each other when we first met. We met back in middle school and she sat right in front of me in our math class and it was the first week of school and she had to get up and give a little group presentation And the teacher had assigned these like holidays to us that we were supposed to incorporate into our presentation. I don't really remember it very well, but her holiday was St. Patrick's Day that her group was working into their presentation. So they got up and did something cute about leprechauns and they came and then she came and sat down in front of me. And I remember when she sat down in front of me, I made a snarky comment Now, I didn't mean for it to be snarky. It actually meant to be a joke because me and my friends from elementary school, from sixth grade, we had this inside joke about leprechauns. So when she sat down in front of me, I said, you like leprechauns? And she goes, yeah. And then just turned around. And we just, after that moment, both thought each other were so rude. Of course, I don't know why I thought she would get the inside joke with my other friends, and she had no idea why I was making such a big deal about leprechauns, but we just thought each other were so rude. But I was so glad as we had different interactions with each other in that class. I don't even remember how it happened, 
But all of a sudden, we let go of those judgments we had of each other. And we became the best of friends. And even as we went to different high schools, we stayed close. Even as we went to different colleges, we stayed close. And I'm just so glad that we were willing to be wrong, that we didn't hold so tightly to those initial impressions of each other that we couldn't get over it, that we never gave each other another chance. And so I want you to think about the judgments you have in your life of other people, maybe of your coworkers, of family members, of people you see out in the world all the time, at the grocery store, driving, even complete strangers. We have judgments of everybody. And some of our judgments feel really terrible to us. So when we dislike somebody else, it's uncomfortable to us. They don't feel anything, right? Like when I didn't like the girl who became my best friend, it wasn't impacting her. She had her own feelings about me. But when I didn't like her, I had to feel that dislike. And that's how it is for all of us. When we're judging other people, we feel that discomfort and it feels terrible. And so I love letting myself be wrong about those judgments because then I get to feel better and I show up differently around those people and they probably experience me differently too. But really, I do it for totally selfish reasons, you guys. I like to love people and be accepting of people so I can feel better. I remember one time I saw this guy crossing in front of me in the crosswalk. I was stopped at a red light and he had his shirt off because it was a super hot day and had these crazy tattoos all over his back and all over his body. And I couldn't really see what the tattoos were, but I was just like, I'm not really a fan of those. I would never get that. And I realized I felt terrible having that judgment, like disliking his tattoos just made me feel bad. He's just walking down the street. He doesn't feel anything, right? And so I decided that I was going to love that he had those tattoos, that I didn't want to get them, but that's okay. And I, I let myself believe that. I was like, why do I love that he has those tattoos? I love that he is courageous enough to express himself in ways that other people disapprove of. I love that I'm sure there are stories behind those tattoos that mean a lot to him. I love that someone else out there got to be part of that with him. The tattoo artists got to do these tattoos on him and use their creativity. And so I just let myself be wrong about those judgments I had. And you could be wrong about your judgments too. You could be wrong about all the people in your life that you're judging. You could be wrong about it. I know a lot of us have judgments about individuals, but we also have bigger judgments of things like our hospital system or our employers. Maybe you don't even have specific faces or people in mind that you're judging, but you're just like, this hospital system as a whole, my judgment of them is they don't care about their employees. They are just after money. They don't care about us at all, right? So some of us have a lot of those judgments. I know when I was a new nurse, those were some of the judgments I had. And it felt terrible to judge my facility in that way. It created resentment. It created bitterness. It was exhausting. And it did not help me show up as the nurse I wanted to be. But 
I realized I was wrong about it. And I love that I'm wrong about it. So I want you to just open yourself up to the idea, what if you were wrong about it too, if you hold some of those judgments? How would you feel going into work if you didn't believe those things anymore? If you were like, I'm wrong about all that. How would it feel to you to show up to your shift? Feels way better, right? All right, number three, the third thing that I love to be wrong about, I didn't quite know how to summarize this one, but I just kind of summed it up as the way things are. I think sometimes we think like that's just the way it is, right? Like we make these generalizations. So let me give you an example of this one. So the other day I was talking to a nurse on Instagram and she was talking about how she feels like she has to do everything and is kind of overwhelmed with her kids and working and all of that. And we were talking about how she doesn't have to do it all alone, that there could actually be a lot of help out there. And she said, you could be right about that. But the thing is, is whenever I've tried to get help before, I've realized it's easier for me just to do it myself. It's actually harder to get help sometimes. And so what I said to her was, wouldn't it be cool to prove yourself wrong about that? And I can relate to how she's feeling. I often would think it's easier to just do it myself. Even though I don't want to do all this stuff myself, it's harder to get help because other people don't do it right. They don't do it the same way. It just takes way more coordination to get other people to help me do it. And so I had that story before too, that it's just easier to do it myself. But when we open ourselves up to the idea that maybe we're wrong about it, then we actually find ways to get help that are easier than doing it ourselves. But when we think that we're so right, that that's just the way it is, we don't even look around for those other opportunities, those other things that could make our lives easier. So we do this in so many ways all the time. We think that's just the way it is. Being a nurse is hard. That's just the way it is. But what if we were wrong about that? Houses are too expensive. I'll never be able to afford a house. What if you were wrong about that? Or it's going to be so hard to find the perfect house that I want to live in. What if you were wrong? What if it's actually going to be really easy for you to find the house you want? What are your beliefs about being a parent? Maybe you think as a mom, you don't get to enjoy your hobbies. That's just the way it is. Moms don't get to take time for themselves. Or moms don't get to have fun. Dads are always the fun one. That's what I used to think. I used to think dads are the fun one. Moms have to be serious and disciplined and do all of that. I thought that was just the way it is. So I bet you've got a lot of things in your life that you think, That's just the way it is. That's how it goes. And you might not even be aware of them. So this is the power of coaching. In Bold Nurse Bootcamp, I help you see those things that you just think that's the way it is, that you can't even see yourself because it just feels so true to you that you think you're just stating a fact. But once someone else can see that, once a coach, once I can help you, but as a coach, I can help you see that These things aren't facts. That your brain telling you that's just the way it is, is a lie. And maybe it's possible 
that something else is true instead, something much more fun to believe. So those are the three things I love to be wrong about. It's so fun to be wrong about my limiting beliefs about myself, my judgments of other people, and those things that I think are just the way it is. There's so much peace in being wrong about those things, and it helps you move forward because when we think that's just the truth, then we don't look for other options. We just keep living in that reality. But once we let ourselves see that we could be wrong and we prove ourselves wrong, then we see the world from a completely different perspective. So I want to tell you how to do this, you guys, because like I said, we often think that we're just right and it's hard to believe something different sometimes. So like those stories, those limiting beliefs we have, we've been telling ourselves for so long or we found so much evidence and it just feels true. So how do we let ourselves be wrong about it? So I want to walk you through three steps. Step number one is first you have to want to be wrong. It seems kind of crazy. Like as I tell you all the benefits of being wrong and you imagine how nice it would be to be wrong about these things, we think we would just let it go. We'd be like, oh yeah, I can see that it would be so nice to be wrong about all that. But that's not what we do. A lot of times we hold on really tightly to these painful stories. We're like, no, I know I'm right. Like this judgment I have about my husband or about my in-laws, I know I'm right about it. So we hold on to it really tightly. So first, just cultivate that desire to be wrong. Those limiting beliefs you have about yourself. I know, I know you've got so much evidence that they're true and you really think you're right. But don't you want to be wrong? Let yourself desire that. Okay? And as you just want to be wrong, then you'll open up to the possibility that maybe you are wrong. Okay, so step number two is then you need to start collecting evidence that you are wrong. So you've collected a lot of evidence that you're right about those limiting beliefs or those judgments or just the way that things are, but now we've got to collect evidence to the contrary, okay? So like for me, when I had that limiting belief, I'm not very science-minded. When I started watching videos and learning science and understanding science and doing well on my tests, then I realized, hey, there's actually a lot of evidence that I'm pretty good at science, that I can do this. Okay, so that's what you have to do. You have to intentionally find evidence that you were wrong before. Okay, so for instance, with that nurse who said, it's always harder to get help. It's easier to just do it myself. She has to want to be wrong first, and then second, she needs to look for evidence that maybe she actually is wrong. So one way you can do this is by thinking about all the times in your life when something's happened to the contrary. And it could be just small things, things that might seem insignificant at first, but as you build that list, then they all come together, right? They make a pretty compelling case. So for that nurse, we could say, it's actually really easy to get help. Like, have you ever gone to the grocery store and asked someone to help you find the aisle with the peanut butter? And they brought you right to it. Wasn't that so much easier than searching around the store forever by yourself? 
right? Or in school, you were having a hard time understanding something and you went to that tutor and they broke it down so easily for you. Or that time you were bringing in groceries and you were trying to carry all these things in and you just said to your husband, hey, could you grab that? I can't carry all of this. And then he went and did it and he brought that stuff into the house. That was so easy to get help. All you had to do was say one sentence. Or maybe you didn't even have to say a sentence. Maybe your husband just saw that there was stuff to bring in and he did it. It was so easy to get help. Way easier than trying to carry all that stuff by yourself. And then maybe you'll think of all those times when people offered to help you, but you turned it down. After you had your baby and people offered to bring you meals and you were like, oh no, I'm fine. Your brain can look at those experiences and realize It actually would have been really easy to get help right then, but I didn't do it. And we start to see maybe the reason it's been so hard for us to get help is simply because we didn't believe that we could get help, that help was available to us. We thought it was so hard to get help. So we were actually shutting down all this help we could have been receiving. And so as we look for evidence that maybe we're wrong, Then it leads to step number three, which is nurturing this belief that maybe this other thing is right, that it's actually really easy to get help. The opposite of what we're believing right now or a different story that's more fun and encouraging for us to believe. So we collect evidence that our old belief was wrong and then we nurture this new belief and find evidence to support that. So we start to see how It really is easy to get help sometimes and we start experimenting with it. Maybe you try different things like, okay, I'm going to get a babysitter. That was so easy. All I had to do was pay her 10 bucks an hour and she came to my house and watched my kids and I got to go do something fun. Or I paid someone to come clean the house. That was really easy. Or I told my mother-in-law that I could really use a break And the kids want to spend time with their grandma. So I asked if they could come over and hang out with her once a week. And she said, yes. And that was beautiful. So when we believe that maybe there's a possibility we're wrong, that's when the magic happens. When we really have that desire to be wrong and we nurture that belief that we're wrong and look for evidence to support alternative viewpoints. That's when we can let go of these painful stories we're lugging around with us, these painful stories that keep us playing small or hold us back from loving other people. We get to let all of that go. So though I don't love being wrong most of the time, these are three things I love to be wrong about. It feels so good to be wrong. So this week, I hope you will open yourself up to the possibility that maybe you're wrong about so many things in your life. And as you do that, I think you're going to feel a whole lot better. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week being wrong, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care.